Jakob von Uchskuhl was a prolific writer. Between 1892 and his death in 1944, he published more than a dozen books and well over 12 dozen papers. The latter range from reports on pioneering experiments to stimulate octopus skin to rambling demands that biologists should abstain from participating in general elections, from suggesting for a new terminology in the life sciences to analyses of Kant's influence on biology. From paramecia and peanut worms to platonic dialogues, Uxkul had a lot to say, and he said it well. A foray into the worlds of animals and humans is Uxkul at his best, a happy blend of observational skills and literary talent delivered with an equally engaging mix of boyish enthusiasm and avuncular bonhomie. Now and then, however, you can sense the frustration of a very self-assured man who is convinced that he has something vitally important to tell the world, but who realizes that he is not being listened to. Uxkul was prepared to cross many boundaries, and none more so than the one that separates popularizing from proselytizing. Take, for instance, the last text Uxkul published during his lifetime, an essay entitled Darwin's Guilt, that appeared on January 14, 1943, on the front page of the Deutsche Allgemeine Zeitung. At first glance, it stands far apart from the momentous news items of the day. The lead story, not surprisingly, is Stalingrad. Though under constant attack and bereft of all initiative, the German Sixth Army appears to be doing well. Russian advances invariably fail as tanks are vanquished by hand grenades. Other front-page stories deal with the growing rift between the British, French, and Americans in North Africa. January 14th marked the beginning of the Casablanca Conference, and the recent declaration of war on the Allies by Japan's Nanking-based Chinese puppet state, a momentous tiding that is heralded as a turning point. In the face of such global drama, Uxkul withdraws into a bygone scholarly idol. He recounts how upon first arriving in Naples half a century earlier to join the famous Stazione Zoologica, he had dinner with an unnamed philosopher in a trattoria facing Mount Vesuvius. During their animated conversation, the philosopher managed to convince Uxkul that Darwin's theory was fundamentally flawed. The most incontrovertible piece of evidence was right in front of them on the table, an egg. Had it not been thrown into boiling water, the philosopher expounded, it would have turned into a chicken. For like all eggs, it was endowed with a formative impulse, a score, as it were, that guides developmental processes much like a melody organizes tones into harmonious sequences. Indeed, all of nature was born by meaningful instructions, indicative of a spirit that had created this methodical unity. But by reducing evolution to variations of a material structure mindlessly acted upon by outside pressures, Darwin deprived nature of score and spirit. Darwin mundum stultitiat, the philosopher decreed. Darwin dumbed down the world. Such was the force of this argument with its structure score antithesis and ovarian exhibits that Uskul could not but agree. But what starts out as a conventional critique reminiscent of today's intelligent design turns into a double-barreled indictment of Darwin's nefarious influence on culture and mores. First, he, Darwin, is to blame that the wider public's former veneration of nature has turned into contempt. Second, the very close relationship established by Darwin between humans and apes has thrown the religious sentiments of the educated classes into such disarray 
that the effect will last for decades.